Military spouses can face unique challenges when it comes to employment, vocation, and purpose. Today on the Financial Operating Base, we'll chat with Flossie Hall, entrepreneur, nonprofit leader, and military spouse of the year. Welcome to the Financial Operating Base, a podcast and community to help you, the veteran entrepreneur, to navigate the terrain and accomplish your mission of business success. And joining us now, we have Flossie Hall, entrepreneur, nonprofit leader, and military spouse of the year. Flossie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, as we get started here, just tell us a little bit about your journey as a military spouse um, and how you became an entrepreneur. So I've been a military spouse for almost 18 years now, and I always say I became an accidental entrepreneur because it wasn't my path. And I kind of feel like most military spouses end up where they're at because you're kind of forced into things because your life is dictated mostly by the military. And that was kind of how I became an entrepreneur. I was actually supposed to become a doctor, which was my hopes and dreams for over a decade. And uh, due to military demands, my family, my wife, and deployments, it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. And I started a small business out of my home. because it was something I was passionate about and I needed income for my family and it ended up growing into a big company. That's awesome. And I love the term accidental entrepreneur because a lot of entrepreneurship is recognizing opportunities and uh, taking advantage of it. Um, Tell us a little bit about that business that you started um, and how it grew. So my company was called Healthy Mama and um, it was a company that was Um, focused on healthy meals. So have you ever heard of meal prepping? Uh, Meals that are cooked for the whole week and all you do is eat meat. So hot right now. Yeah. So um, I had been doing it for years for my family. Uh, We are a family of six, didn't have time to cook all our food. And I was going through my own weight loss journey. And I had started a Facebook page called Healthy Mama. And I just chronicled my own weight loss journey and helped other people learn how to do it themselves. And During that time, um, I started meal prepping for friends out of my house and I posted on Facebook that I was doing it and my inbox exploded. And within eight months, I was making uh, 800 meals a week out of my home kitchen on military, you know, housing. And I had a few military spouses helping me with one stove and a couple of refrigerators from Craigslist and realized I should probably rent a commercial kitchen and figure out what I was doing. When you think about essentially running a business on the fly like that and accepting the growth as it comes. How did you as an entrepreneur learn about taxes, logistics, finance, marketing? How did, what, what resources did you use and how much of it was just sort of intuition and, and uh, working hard? Well, so it's funny because my background is I have degrees in biology and psychology. So I'd never took a business class in my life. I didn't even know a business owner until I started my business, which is hilarious. So I had this little single subject notebook and I took it out and on page one, I wrote website, page two, I wrote competition, page three, I wrote 
menu and I just started going to the school of Google and the school of YouTube and I tell everybody I did everything wrong five ways from Tuesday but every day I assessed what went right and what went wrong and I just was kind of fearless and naive I guess I was naive enough to think I could be successful at it but fearless enough to try and every day I did it and it didn't matter um, if I did it wrong, I it was painful and it hurt, but I got back up and I did it the right way. And I leaned on mentors and community support and resources. And I was always the first person in the room with my hand up saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Please help me. And then I'd always have people around me that were pointing me in the right direction and offering me help. That's tremendous. And and to go, as as you said, from an, from an accidental entrepreneur to having to figure these things out and you know, like you said, encouraged to try and, and really navigating all these unknowns um, is very impressive. Um, and then you experienced very rapid growth, I would say. Did you expect to take off kind of that quickly? Oh, gosh, no. Are you kidding me? Um, we rented a commercial kitchen uh, the day I walked in in December 2015. And within our first six months, we had almost 50 employees. And our first year in business, we did seven figures in revenue. And everybody kept asking me, uh, how did you do this? How did you do this? And my honest answer was, I have no idea. And I just kept saying, I don't know what I'm doing. And everybody would just laugh and they'd say, you obviously know what you're doing. And I'm like, well, I, I have some sort of intuition and I have this visibility for my business and I can see the picture, but I'm just, you know, building it and flying it, but that's the best that I could do. But I had no foresight. And honestly, I, I couldn't make the meals fast enough and I just look back now and if I had had the right team or the right training or the right business sense around me or had even done proper marketing in any way, that business could have been a thousand times more successful than when it really was. What would you say um, is the catalyst for that type of growth? I mean, was it was it your vision? Was it the market that you were in? Was it your ability to kind of put put the different processes around you? Because you know, it seems like there's a tipping point where you're kind of doing in your case maybe a few meals at a time, and then word spreads and it explodes. So, what was sort of the feel of that? So honestly, I found a really large gap in, in my market. I looked at the market and meal prepping in the San Diego area was geared towards the fitness community. It was really expensive. It was about $15, $16 a meal. It was kind of gross food. It was chicken and broccoli and rice. Um, and it was all marketed towards fitness buffs. I said, there's nothing that's healthy and affordable, which means, you know, seven, $8 a meal. There's nothing geared towards families. There's nothing geared towards kids. And there's nothing that's just everyday food, just healthy fats and lean proteins and complex carbs. You can have delicious meals and it doesn't have to be geared towards a fitness buff. And I said, I'm going to make it affordable because if it's not affordable, it's not accessible to the people who really need it, which is the busy mom and the busy family who's stopping at McDonald's on their way home. And once I put it out there, everybody said, what is this? And I have to have it. And as a byproduct, people got healthier and they lost weight and they saved time and their kids were eating it instead of fast food. And they got off of medications and it achieved all the things I wanted to achieve in medicine without having to go to medical school. And it was just the best of both worlds for me. You talked uh, about um, making a lot of mistakes and tapping online resources yourself to learn what you were doing. Um, if you could turn that around now and uh, talking to future military spouse entrepreneurs 
and they came to you and said, I know I want to do something like this. I just have no clue how to get started. What would be some of the things you'd tell them? So that's what my whole life is now, now that I don't have my company. My whole life is surrounded with teaching. So I teach entrepreneurship now to military spouses. And I um, work at the Rosie Network where our whole program is around um, spouses who just say, I have an idea and I don't know where to start. Well, here's how to start. Here's the very first step. Here's what you can do and here's what not to do. Because if you can name every pitfall under the sun, um, from running a multi-million dollar company from startup to exit, I did it. I did it wrong five ways, you know, from Tuesday, like I said. And I also did a lot of great things right. So if I can teach other people from those experiences, then I share all of those painful things. I just want to give people those resources and say there's tools out there, there's programs, there's mentors, there's support systems. Here's all the good stuff, but also here's the bad stuff stay away from this stuff because this stuff can ruin you and it can tear you down or it can take advantage of you. So that's all I do now is I, I advocate and I teach. That's awesome that, that you're giving back based on what you've learned. Um, is, do you have any specific stories or, you know, maybe just one or two um, from your experience in advising um, a military spouse, entrepreneur, you know, just kind of a success story of, of where you've seen it flourish? It's really hard because I've, I've honestly, I've mentored hundreds now at this point. And I, in my days, I have at least two to three mentorship calls a day. Um, and I teach at least one to two classes in person a week. And we now have cohorts um, of dozens that are flying. So um, success stories to me, um, I guess it's, it's, the inspiration for me is not, hey, I built this really big business. The inspiration comes from giving them the courage to begin, um, getting up there and saying that if I can do this, so can you, because so many spouses feel beat down and they feel lost and they feel like they're put on the, the, the very end of the totem pole. The military comes first and then your spouse, the active duty member, then your family. And then you often think of your dreams as last place. And we get up there and we say, we get that you can't find a job. We get that it's really hard, but there's this whole other world out there and you can take your future into your own hands and entrepreneurship can be that answer. And look, I did it. And look at these other people who did it too. And we just try to be a voice of inspiration and say, if I can do it, you can do it too. But also here's a roadmap. So when you see a spouse stand up with tears in her eyes and say, thank you, thank you for inspiring me, that's the piece that makes me just well up with happiness and gives me goosebumps. It's not, hey, I did the business, I'm growing the business, I'm scaling the business. It's I got the courage to start because of you. So your day is pretty chock full, but um, you seem the type that likes to keep uh, pushing forward. Uh, what are some of the other uh, businesses and projects you have going on? So right now I'm working with the Rosie Network, um, an amazing nonprofit who is launching Rosie Chapters all over the country. So Rosie Chapters are for military spouse entrepreneurs, and it is a cohort of fellow military spouses who want to launch and grow their businesses. And it's a set curriculum of how to do that. So we're launching those in seven cities by the end of this year, which is amazing. Um, I also just launched with a fellow military spouse, Moni Jefferson, the Association of Military Spouse Entrepreneurs. 
which is a great program. Um, we've been offered a lot of um, resources and opportunities for military spouses from companies that are constantly saying, how do I find the spouses? I have these great opportunities for spouses. I need to hire a photographer. Um, I want to feature them in a campaign. How do I get to them? And we just created an agency to connect the two. And we have a lot of great things rolling out with that. Um, I also started a cookbook called Time for Table, which will be rolling out by the end of the year, teaching people how to meal prep at home. Um, I still fully believe that it's a great way to teach families how to eat together, um, eat healthy, and do it on a budget. So I'm going to be working on that. So once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. That's awesome. Um, there's another question. I'll edit this part out, but there's another question that popped in my head that I just left. Um, had to do with the cohorts. Um, when you mentioned, you know, whether it's across um, the Rosie Network or the Association of Military Spouse Entrepreneurs, are there any commonalities to either industries or skill sets? Is there something that you recognize that's, that's common, maybe even characteristic? Um, across the spouses that you advise and that you help out and that you kind of coach? Yeah, military spouses have grit. We are um, tough and we are often so used to overcoming obstacles every single day in our lives that when you go into entrepreneurship, that is what entrepreneurship is all about. And we can so easily adapt the life of military struggle into entrepreneurship struggle that it seems like a breeze sometimes where we're like, well, you know, we can curve and swerve all day. And that's what entrepreneurship's about. So it just seems like a very easy transition that military spouses are built for entrepreneurship. Um, oh, hang on. Um, do you have a favorite leadership quote um, that helps guide or inspire you that you keep thinking about during the day or maybe share with others? One of my favorite quotes is from Rachel Hollis. And she, she says something that is, it always inspires me when I have a really hard day and you're just kind of feeling beaten down. She says, maybe you were given this mountain to show to others that it can be moved. That's good. Plus, this has been awesome and, and tremendous. So we thank you for joining us. Um, where can our listener, listeners get in touch with you? Um, social media everywhere. So you can find me on LinkedIn. It's a great place to find me. You can find me on the Rosie Network's Facebook page. Um, and you can find the Rosie Network's website as well. Um, will you be attending the Military Influencer Conference this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will be there um, speaking on a panel, uh, and I will also be there. The Rizzi Network is actually hosting the entire military spouse track called Empower. So we'll be hosting, I think, 10 workshops just for military spouse entrepreneurship um, with military spouse entrepreneur speakers. Uh, so I'll be there helping to coordinate and facilitate that as well. So I'll be speaking, I'll be hanging out, I'll be at the Mill Spouse After Hours, and I'll be all over the place. So come say hi. Very cool. We'll be there as well. So we'll see you. Um, thanks for all that you do in encouraging and, and helping others um, and helping and coaching um, other veteran or uh, spouse entrepreneurs. Um, and thanks for joining us today.
Yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for all that you guys do. We wanted to include this additional brief segment that we had um, when we were chatting with Flossie um, outside of the interview where she was discussing how inclusive um, she is and the Rosie Network is with the spouses that they work with. So um, I think it was a really good insight. So we wanted to share this um, as a little bonus clip as well. I assume that the majority of the spouses that you work with are women. Is that true or is there a decent mix nowadays or... No, it's still true. I think it's 96% of military spouses are still female. Um, we do have some male spouses, but it's very few and far between. Okay. We, we have one male spouse um, in the Bunker Labs program here in Atlanta. Um, yeah. His, his uh, wife is uh, in the Air Force and uh, he's just, he's not served. He's always been the spouse and um, yeah. he's, he's great to have at the, at the meetings. Uh, because he uh, he gets around the other male veteran entrepreneurs, and uh, he's always very to, very proud to explain that you know his wife's the veteran. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty cool. He's he's a great guy. Well, we love having we him. We just we're very careful of our verbiage just to make sure we include everyone. We do have male spouses in our program, but it is it's a very small percentage. But we want everybody to feel welcome. And same for female veterans. We, you never want to disclude or assume, right? You just yeah. you want everyone to know that you're a spouse and there's a there's a spouse and a service member. I had to correct my verbiage because I'm you know, I'm a female, my husband's a male, but there's a spouse and a service member and that's it. There is no he and she and husband and wife. There's a spouse and a service member. And that's the only two things you need to know. Well, and you also see a lot now, you'll see the spouse is also a veteran. Oh yeah, yeah that happens that, a lot. That yeah. one is elected to end their service. Um, yeah, we just had that in DC. We had the spouse who is also a service member and then we had, we had both of them in the program. And then they were both active duty and spouses. They were both getting ready to retire. We we're like, okay, so you're both veterans, you're both spouses. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you can't label everybody. We hope you liked this episode with Flossie Hall. And we'll leave you with this quote from John F. Kennedy. Every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. Thanks for joining us on the Financial Operating Base podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so send us your questions or feedback to financialoperatingbase at gmail.com.